From air quality concerns, mold to allergens, the law, and insurance, we cover it all right here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right, all right, and welcome to the show. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts live every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. News Talk Orlando, 94.1 FM, if you're listening to us local, 540 AM on that uh, listening dial. Um, I know the, uh, the, the it's been building up over the weeks, uh, especially last week. We were gone for the 4th of July weekend holiday. Uh, we did play a best of uh, last week, so we are a little bit behind you guys. So uh, today's show, we're going to talk about what started, um, what uh, laws have changed that are effective July 1st of this year, 2023, and how that's going to affect us here, consumers and contractors here in the state of Florida. So we'll go over a lot of different topics like that today. I'm your host, Richie Kidwell, and we have Hans Kenner with Morgan & Morgan going to be helping us out here on the legal side of things on interpreting all of this law change here on the Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. What's going on, Hans? Hey, I'm glad to be here, as always, uh, every Tuesday when we do this show. Uh it's uh, been uh, a lot of new laws went into effect July 1st. Um, I don't think anything's necessarily good for anybody so far. I, I don't right. really think so. There's something uh, that's um, called, I was going to say deviously called or, or misrepresented as what they called an insurance accountability bill. Ah, yes. So it, it, it looks like, it seems like if you're judging a book by its co- uh, cover, that it was going to be something helpful for the folks or consumers here in the state of Florida. We'll tell you how that's just a, uh, a poor cover uh, name for that book there. Um, but, um, but yeah, we wanted to, uh, to go over this, uh, Hans, you mentioned Tuesday, we do record the show before Saturday, before it comes out and we stream the audio, uh, we package the audio rather and send it over to iHeartRadio. So we are not live, uh, right now, but you can go over to our Facebook page, Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Um, there are other ways you can find us on YouTube, uh, Spotify, iTunes, but go over to our Facebook page and we'll be archiving. That's right. It's going down right there on our Facebook page, you'll be able to bring in the uh, not only the audio portions of our show, re-listen to a show that you might um, uh, have liked the topic that we've talked about. You can go back and uh, listen to that archive show soon. Coming soon, right, Joe? We will have packaged podcasts there so you see what's going on live in the studio while we're producing the show, while we're, while we're recording the show. Oh, that's right. We're going to have the full everything, major studio upgrades today while we were playing the best of last week. Nice. Full, right. Essentially the full Monty of podcast, uh, what you're saying. That's yeah, right. the full Monty. I mean, it's going to be, it's going to be intense. Like there's, there's a lot for the listener to take in. A lot in for here. the eyes. A lot for the eyes. I mean, it's, with, with faces built for radio. That's right. right. Yeah, that's, that's right. right. And yes. we're, you know, we are excited to put them through the, oh, uh, I mean, uh, present this. <laughs> 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 so uh, jumping right into it, uh, let's let's jump off the first one. We did look to see what are the top 20 law changes that have affected us or that will affect us or has now post July 1st, 2023. Um, I've mentioned this in shows previous. I've been, a, uh, I was going to say, a part of lobbying for the association here, the Contractor Association, one I founded back in 2014 called the Restoration Association of Florida 
a nonprofit association by contractors for contractors. And we fight for the, the rights of individual or independent contractors and those consumers here in the state of Florida as our laws are just are only as good as a consumer has in, when, in what we do and which is a, most of what we do are service providers and insurance related claims. So uh, we follow the laws that which they live under and, and as well as we do. Uh, 2019, they formed an assignment of benefit law in which it, it directly affected the contractors here in the state of Florida and the way we do business with insureds post loss. So, so we're talking about post loss assignment of benefits, just as in a, in a vehicle incident, just like in a medical matter, uh, those types of things, a, a, a claim is, uh, is, is filed and started. And, and that's, is a post loss claim in which benefits were allowed to be assigned at that point. Recent law changed as well, but they couldn't change it fast enough. Not only did that become effective before July 1st, but there was a special session last year that, uh, that yeah, several, several that put the kibosh on many law changes here that was effective immediately upon signature of the governor. Yeah, if you look back at uh, May twenty, uh, May twenty fourth, and May twenty sixth of last year, where it nixed uh, prevailing party attorneys' fees for AOB contractors, assignment of benefit contractors, and then later on in December it changed. It just took out uh, all of the prevailing party attorneys' fees in property alone, no matter if you're an AOB holder or an insured. It, it it didn't matter. And then this May or excuse me, March 24th is when they put the kibosh on every other industry as well from auto, medical, life insurance, everything. It just now exposes the consumer to having to pay for their own expert, their own attorney, everything out of their own pocket when they have a legitimate uh, uh, dispute against their insurance carrier. It's crazy. Now, it's been certainly quite a change. 120 years of, uh, of case law and statutes allowed for a consumer to recover uh, their incurred attorney's fees and costs, um, have those paid by the insurance company instead of by them. And again, uh, as of March 24th, the, the determination was that across the board, if you have a dispute with your own insurer, you now have to pay me to go get benefits they already owe you. That's, that, that's ludicrous. Uh, you know, I, I've mentioned this before. If you, if you have a dispute with your insurance carrier and let's say the dispute is, is minimal and I'm going to use the, you know, $10,000 as minimal. It's a lot of money, a lot of money to me. It's a lot of money to people out there that can't afford that, that amount, especially when they're not saving up for it because they're paying their insurance company saying, well, this is my backstop, right? This is why I'm not putting money into a savings account for this type of purpose because I pay my insurance. I'm expected to be in good hands. I'm expected to have a good neighbor that stands up whenever I have this type of, you know, this loss or whichever in which it's going to be covered by insurance proceeds. And in that case of a, of a small, let's say $10,000 claim or dispute, how in the world are they going to have enough money to pay you to pay me as an, as an expert in the industry as sometimes again, in a property damage dispute, you're going to need an engineering firm to come and take a look at that and opine on the damages being uh, with a certain degree of reasonable uh, engineering certainty that this amount of wind or this amount of damage could have happened from this singular storm event. And that goes a long way in proving that case. And then Hans, you have to then take it uh, even further on filing a 10 day demand, a notice of intent to litigate and basically get the file prepped and ready for suit prior to even filing suit. So you have to work the file. So already you're going to have cost involved into this. And then if they start 
taking you to hearings and motions and things. And that $10,000 dispute, I mean, it almost seems worthless at that point, well, right? I mean, from an insurance company perspective, really their money's in volume. There's really no one case typically where they where they make all their money or save all their money from their perspective. If they can take a $10,000 loss and, and a $10,000 claim and not pay it a hundred times, all of a sudden, you know, it's $10 million. Well, that that's money. Um, and at that point, they, they go, well, who's going to fight? Half people won't. Okay, we just picked up, you know, $5 million there. And they, that's really how they, how they work the system. Them because some people don't want to go fight, but as you say, people these days pay between three, five, seven, eight, ten thousand dollars for property insurance. So, like you say, if they're going to put money aside to help pay some of their own expenses, they're actually paying that amount they would put into savings. They're putting it toward their their insurance premiums. Mm-hmm. Uh, and obviously, the mortgage company requires you to have coverage. And if you say, "Well, I'm not going to get any coverage. I'm just going to I'll pay it myself." If you have a mortgage, your mortgage company won't, won't let you do that. You have to have coverage, and if you don't keep it. It, they'll buy coverage for you, which is very bad coverage at a, at a great expense. So really for them, the issue is, uh, is the war of attrition, that the more claims they deny, the more people just give up and move on, put on their credit card, get a new credit card, whatever it may be to help finance that that loss. The, the, the insurance company is able to shift that burden back to, back to the person simply by denying it. And those folks need to get some work done and, and they don't have the time or the money to fight it. And that's why people come to me. Yeah. And, and it's unfortunate of that before when they'd come to you with a $10,000 dispute, yes. I came to you many times with a two and $3,000 dispute or $1,500 dispute. Sure. And in some ways, like say the windshield guys used to be able to come and pile them up and say, I have a $300 dispute right. against my insurance company, but they have it hundreds and hundreds of times. All that adds up. And so before you'd be like, you'd be like, yeah, sure. I'll take all those claims and we'll either do globals. We'll file every suit for you and you'll get that person paid and your attorney's fees on top of that prevailing party attorney's fees. Well, I mean, what, what, what the staff was meant to do and it did do for very well was that it was it was a deterrent to the insurer from, from fighting from doing what I said trying to make money on volumes of claims mm-hmm. if the insurer knows what's coming up against them they should be able to um, get those claims resolved and move on and uh, hold that thought we'll be right back contractor talk with Richie Kibble Alright, and we're back here live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here 12pm to 2pm on iHeartRadio. If you're driving through the area locally, you're listening to us live on 94.1 FM or 540 AM. Thanks again for joining the show every Saturday right here. Information to you from the contractor's voice right here from Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Alright, so uh, we're just um, talking topics on law changes this year that are effective July 1st, 2023 and we're just jamming through some of uh, some of the law changes that were effective before July 1st. So we didn't even get to the July 1st ones. Uh, Hans Kennan with Morgan and Morgan is here today in every show with us. Just in case of a slip or fall, uh, if you get hit by a bus, any of those times, um, or if you're, because you never know any of these situations, you need somebody that you can trust. You need financial compensation. That's why you call them. Jesus Christ. All right. So, um, but uh, all of those reasons set forth, he's going through the changes of, um, um, of, 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 like I said, these recent property damage changes that just ran through the legislature, three of them before uh, that were effective, even before before July 1st mm-hmm. um, that greatly changed the landscape of property uh, damage uh, or property insurance is, uh, disputes alone. Um, and so many of these new bills, uh, let me just run down the top 20 of uh, what we found here, the laws that took effect July 1st, 2023. The first one is immigration. <laughs> 
funny, Joe. All right. Second one, insurance, uh, insurer accountability, uh, parental rights and education, permitless carry. That's a big one. House bill 543. Floridians can now legally own a gun and no longer need training or a permit to be able to carry a concealed firearm. What could go wrong? Um, pronouns. <laughs> Uh, pronouns house bill 1069 prohibits skill st- uh, school staffers from asking students about their preferred pronouns or discussing their own if it does not correspond to such person's sex i i didn't know that was a thing was that allowed already were you a, a, high, a, a teacher in grade school to say hey what's your pronoun what do you go by five-year-old well six-year-old when when we were kids no teacher in their right mind would do that no. and still today no teacher in their right mind would do it but it's one of those situations where if it is not expressly prohibited it could happen so i mean i could see what's happening there and then and here's another one. i didn't know that this needed to be a state law but i don't know but bathrooms house bill 1520 21 and makes it a crime for a person to use a bathroom intended for the sex opposite of what they're assigned at birth. So if you have a D you, you need to go to the boys room. Yeah. I mean, uh, uh, that one makes perfect sense. Uh, it's shameful that we have to law. have a law for that, but like we, I thought need, it just we, you need sense. a law for that. It, it did. Well, what about the new bathroom signs right now? that are like, it's the stick figure and the dress. And it's like, Half and half. So yeah, if, it, if it's a one e, like there's really not a problem, right? You need like, one bathroom. Like if it's a one device in there for men for one person, like I don't think any human really has a problem. But when so, you have yeah, multiples so you in there, by just throwing the multi sign. Yeah, up there, yeah. You know? We're just we're just gonna have to go back boy, to boy girl unicorn. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boys here, girls there. So now here, interesting true story. Um, my wife was flying back uh, um, from Asheville, North Carolina, and she ended up walking into the men's room, just not realizing where she was. I was washing her face and then realized her urinals there. Uh, and then a man came in and she was like, ah! and he's like, this is the men's room. And she's like, what? You know, just, just completely unaware. So now I wonder, is that a, is that a specific intent crime or is that just a I, crime? Of the, she may need to hire you because uh, she just broke the law. What, did she do this after July? No, 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 no. It was actually just before, but I was just thinking <laughs> that um, because it doesn't actually say in the little summary. Now, typically for a person to use, to use, I mean, so you like, you really got to go. She used the sink. She did. If you really got to go. You know, you ever, like said, you ever, you know, we've all like on like a single use bathroom, but one to be men, one to be women. Uh huh. Or how many times do women come out of the men's side? Or right, especially if like, you know, and this has happened a lot. Well, because girls take longer than boys. So the girls line is always backed up, you know, so you see a chick then jump the uh, line, I, jump over to the boys room real quick because they just got to pee. Right. Yeah. I, I think know. that's probably going to be an intent crime. And also like other circumstances. Oh, you how, know? Can you, how can you intend? I mean, how, how can you? I mean, I don't know how you. I don't know. I don't know. Making a point, I guess. Making a uh, point. If you dropped a deuce in there, I'd probably call the cops. On yeah, that that's now. true. That's yeah. probably it. One or two is like the the, like, oh, the crime you're, level. You're fine. That's fine. Was this a felony uh, or a misdemeanor? Right. It's the <laughs> <laughs> uh, we've got uh, a budget laws that change children and families adoption, um, child support. That uh, was something that you were very uh, uh, interested in. All right, children and young adults <laughs> and out of home care. All right, DFS contracts. Scroll down a little bit there, Joe. Anything else of interest there? Let's see what else we got. Uh, 
Lactation spaces. I don't know what that means, but uh, we'll just skip that. Uh, that was a, it's an, okay. Task force on monitoring children and in out of home care. All right. Trauma screening for children removed from caregivers. Trust funds. Uh, opioid settlement. Okay. Education, charter school funding, foreign gift, affordable housing, hiking and back, uh, biking trails, credit card companies, tracking firearm and ammunition sales. All right. Scroll back up to the top. There's definitely something uh, more interesting stuff in there. Uh, so we mentioned the immigration bill before. And we mentioned the highlights of that, but it it literally now puts a business owner in the hot seat if they don't e-verify every employee if they have more than 25 employees. Mm-hmm. Well, uh, the issue, though, is that um, obviously for a lot of folks who, in construction, right, there's a lot of folks who are, are not necessarily documented um, citizens here or, or rightfully here who do a lot of that work. So what it does it becomes an unfunded mandate by the government to force the employer to verify someone where before you simply take it based on what's called a W-9, which is a form and some identification the person would provide. Now, that's not good enough. So the government wants to wants to make the employer verify who they are. If they can't verify them, they're not allowed to let them work. We discussed before that if they're showing up to work, I'm pretty okay with them, you know, doing the job um, as opposed to saying, well, we're going to arrest you now or deport you because you're actually trying to work. Right. Um, right. So, I, again, I think it's a little backwards. We kind of talked about that before. Right. Right. I mean, it's right. I mean, if not, they're undocumented, then they're doing side hustle work. They're not really, you know, uh, and they're not paying taxes and those types of things where these folks are, yeah. you know, um, and, and they are through their employer. Um, the employer matches their taxes and in certain states is different, but they're still paying their way yeah. in, when they're working in this type of uh, institution. So, and they're uh, good at it. Yeah. Typically, I mean, the guys, tell you, the guys who, who lay concrete and put roofs on houses are typically not a bunch of white guys. And no. then they do a good job of getting it done. You know, I think a much more reasonable approach to this would have been like, let's leave workspaces out of this. If you arrest someone for a crime, right, and they fit the criteria, how about you do that and like, you know, leave the guys who are working alone, right? Well, they're doing is buying Cheetos. I mean, just leave them alone. Going back game, on the yeah. couch. I think, I think those are the guys you pick up. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Out. The guy's going, hey, I want to go to work today. You're like, I'm sorry, you can't be gainfully employed and provide mm-hmm. a valuable service that we're short on. Fast track their application. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> right. And I've already saw in my workplace, and I think many other workplaces starting July 1st, have to, has to have the new immigration um, uh, poster. Right. Um, like, like the work comp poster. Yeah, the like the old broken arm poster. Right, right. Uh, goes everywhere. This also now needs to be in a space where it's available for all employees to view. Mm-hmm. And uh, it's this whole E-Verify thing. Um, so again, that's putting the burden on the business owner uh, for this. And uh, the this is the intention of the bill. It says it cracks down on businesses that hire undocumented immigrants and provides $12 million for Governor DeSantis migrate relocation program. So you can take a guy who wants to go to work today and you're going to not let him work and potentially put him on an airplane and fly him somewhere else where he can go to work. Again, there are many laws that did pass uh, in the state of Florida. Thousands and thousands of laws are uh, are, are put through uh, the legislature, but only 200 or so, um, two, between two and 300, actually make the cut. Um, and this is the top 20 law changes. There were a little over 200 laws that did get signed by the governor this year. Um, and again, we're going to be talking about the top 20 uh, law changes here in the state of Florida. We're only going to talk about the top five. That's the only stuff that actually looks interesting. We'll be right back in Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. 
All right, we're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Building damage experts right here every Saturday on iHeartRadio, 94.1 FM or 540 AM, New Sock, Orlando. If you're listening to us live here locally, thanks again for tuning in wherever you are, whether it be the iHeartRadio app, whether it be on Facebook, listening to one of our podcasts. Thanks again for being here with us. Um, talking about the subject today on all the law changes that just became effective this July 1st, 2023. Uh, myself, I'm your host, Richie Kidwell, and we have Hans Kennedy with Morgan Morgan here. Now, you need to give him a call just in case. Come on, Joe. Let me be honest. Ah, or maybe financial compensation. Financial that compensation. is. <laughs> there we go. One of the reasons why you'd want to call on getting here on the show. Um, but uh, just navigating through all these different changes here, I'm tr- really trying to wrap our head around all the uh, the, the new, trying not to cuss here, just the new uh, uh, interesting law changes here that are headed up by our governor, Governor DeSantis, who I really used to like uh, before he turned into a dictatorship until he really got bought and paid for by the insurance company. It's unfortunate. So, and you'll see by the laws that were changed, uh, and you see the progression when we actually had, you know, some, some, uh, uh, regulators with a backbone where we had actually a speaker of the house that stood up to them and said, no, there's a limit in which I want to do. I'm not even going to give you a bill that's going to do this these, this, this extent, you know, to the consumers here in the state of Florida, when that uh, seat changed and we now have a spineless uh, uh, speaker of the house and a spineless Senate president. Now we, now what we have is a dictatorship that everything comes from the governor's office shoved down the throats of the legislatures brought back up to him to sign. And you'll see that through the hundred million dollars that were already given to him by the insurance lobby. And that's why they made all these changes and gutted 120 plus year case law from the state of Florida basically just took down the Florida bar for what they did for running against, uh, for raising all that money against Mayor Gillum, who he initially ran for governor the first time. So he finally got his pound of flesh. Good for you, Governor DeSantis. You got your pound of flesh against Disney, got your pound of flesh against the education system, the school boards, you know, everybody that has pissed you off or, or, or raised an eyebrow against any of your dictatorship stuff. You've definitely did it. Did it against me. I filed suit against Office of Insurance Regulation for stupid policies that were allowed to be changed by OIR um, that would affect uh, policies that consumers uh, um, get on a regular basis. Um, one of his biggest funders is Bob Ritchie, the owner of American Disintegrity. And so like literally that that next, uh, legislative session, he sponsored a bill was sponsored that would, uh, that would, how they say, um, uh, let's say codify it in statute that they can be able to put in policy, this binding arbitration in case of a dispute against your insurance company. So it like literally made my lawsuit moot, um, and made it legal for, uh, this, these insurance companies to do that. Um, and when you talk about that clause, uh, it, it should just be noted, noted that it's incredibly complicated. Um, this is not something that you as a consumer, um, if you, if you write your, your insurer back and say, you know, I disagree with your, uh, your assessment, and they go, well, okay, finding arbitration. What do you do with that? I mean, as right. an insured, I mean, the, the, the endorsement itself is pages long, procedures, um, everything mm-hmm. you have has to be done. It's the typical red tape catch 22 type thing um, where you simply can't navigate it yourself. And that's what mm-hmm. would lead you to call me. Um, but again, all these things are put in place not to make the claims process work more smoothly. They're there to, to make you go, oh, never mind. I'll just pay it. 
That's right. Right. Or just not get paid for yeah. a benefit that you're owed under your policy. Yeah. And it's unfortunate that they're getting away with that. And it doesn't matter if it's property now, like you can be in an auto accident. Um, you can be, uh, you know, uh, not paid enough for replacing the windshield. You can well, be, I mean, if your car gets totaled and they want to offer you a, a below market rate for your car. Mm-hmm. Again, the issue here for them is volume and, and just taking a little bit. If they took everyone's claim, your $10,000 claim and paid you 8,000, you'd be like, well, it's not enough, but what am I going to do about it? And then they save 2000 bucks. And you know, if you think about that over and over and over and over, you know, our, all, all of our ideal lives would be to own an application for your phone that everyone uses and you only get a nickel. Mm. But those nickels add up simply for the insurer. If they can cut everyone's claim by 10 or 20 percent in the aggregate, that is vast. That's enough to pay for Governor DeSantis's campaign fund. Yeah. And yeah. no one can really do anything about it. Right. And speaking of that, one of the law changes that just quietly went by uh, are law changes that were to say, let's say, for instance, he signed the day before he went public on running for president. He changed back a law that in 2018 said that uh, I, well, if you are a governor, if you're the governor of the state of Florida and you just, you declare you're running for president, you must resign your seat as the governor of the state of Florida, because what's going to happen before is what's happening. Right. What is happening now? What the heck is he doing in Iowa? Who gives a crap if he's in Iowa? I don't give a crap as a Floridian. He's in Iowa. I, I love the corn there, but we have corn here too. I don't care. Oh, I don't give a crap. Here's a big, oh, I'm sorry. I mean, interrupt, but um, he actually refused to accept $225 million um, in funding regarding electric vehicles for the state of Florida that came from the United States, from the government, um, arguably because Iowa is a big corn producing state. They're the ones who are one of the states behind ethanol which is in all our fuels, which is a terrible product for fuel. I like that. Um, but he literally turned it down. So in the article discussed, he can go to the people in Iowa and say, I didn't take electric via quarter of a billion dollars, $225 million. Um, the state didn't take because that would lower the use of ethanol. Ethanol is a big product for Iowa. And that's why he would do that. I, I don't know why he's on his knees for Iowa. I don't get Iowa. Is it a big swing state? It's, I don't it's, get it's it. A, well, the big prime, it's one of the first primary states. It's all the Iowa caucuses. You always kind of hear about where they all go and shake hands and everything else. Who the big hell articles. lives in Iowa? I mean, uh, fewer and fewer. Right, um, in all honesty, you know, people moving out. And it was actually a big article about a year ago, New York Times, about the average age in Iowa is like 62. I mean, it's it's some crazy number because yeah. no one wants to stay there. I it's mean, like they, the villages, man. I mean, you just, I mean, just if you go look there up, and- I, I I, I did this for corn. a weird reason, but I looked up the average age of, of people in Austin, Texas recently, Orlando, Florida, um, Manhattan, all the places. It's about 34 years old is, is the, is the average age. And in Iowa, it was, it used to, it was like, it was sort of God, it was like, in, it was like 60. I mean, it, it was, <laughs> no one else was, everyone was leaving. Yeah. So, I but mean, yeah, literally a quarter of a billion dollars could have gone to the state of Florida turned it down to help support um, his bid in Iowa mm. for, for ethanol, mm. I guess. Jesus. There you go. Sorry. Uh, your prior oh, story. no. No, I mean, it all adds to the pot. Um, you know, that was one of the law changes that uh, that he changed. And again, he signed the bill. He he, he threw it through one of his uh, favorite state reps, favorite senator, jammed it through, signed the bill, and then the next day declared, I'm running for president. And then he also, uh, through an amendment, uh, um, in short, again, quietly pushed a bill through that said that not only can I travel quietly, um, but my whole entire 
cabinet can travel anywhere and not have to disclose any of the expenditures during that travel for not only the the governor, but the entire cabinet. Can where, just they're, where they're going. And yeah, actually, it also froze their prior records. So you're not allowed to look backwards either. If you want to look for a pattern of use of travel or methods of travel, not be, and the original reason needed the bill was because there was concerns about security for the governor because apparently he's become a high profile target. Of course, no one else in the country has made their record secret. Um, and the idea was his security. So you could understand if you want to buy into that, uh, that future would be perhaps something you would want to keep under wraps. But all the past travel uh, is now in the same boat. That's wild. Um, he's literally doing whatever he wants under the guise of now I'm running for president. Um, but the state of Florida is paying for it. And then we can't, we don't even know about it now. So, I mean, we've lost all control of our legislature, our government, um, you know, and we've even lost control of the, of the judges too. Everybody's on their knees for this guy and you can see it in the court orders that we're getting. Um, the, the one, one thing too, I'll throw in on the, yeah. on the bill where the governor's allowed to not resign. Um, the Senate president and the house speaker <laughs> are, are people who voted in favor of that bill just three years ago right? because they thought it was important enough to vote for it and then we're then later heard to say paul renner was heard to say it's such an honor that he runs for president we should repeal the bill right the bill that he also voted to put into play to nix our governor from then not being a florida you know being our governor of the state of florida the next two years he's going to be out all in every other state but florida yep and we're all paying for it as well too it's, it's yep. amazing and the insurance companies are giving him money on top of that as well from what i want to understand another 250 million dollars is promised to him to take this insurance reform to a federal uh stage however they want to say it had to deploy it on a national level so let's just hope to god that that does not happen and let's hope um uh the records are right he does not win but anyways we'll talk about that here contract talk with richie kidwell we'll be right back all right we're back live on contractor talk with richie kidwell building image experts live every saturday right here 12 p.m to 2 p.m on iheart radio thanks again for joining us and sticking out seeing us out throughout the break um all right so we're back on topic here uh discussing the recent law changes here in the state of florida effective july 1st 2023 um just uh discussing that uh latest one um where we're just kind of touching on the um uh, and not even the insurance accountability bill but the bill before that 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 just uh that went through on March 24th uh, um, didn't even make it through July. It just said effective upon becoming our book by signature of the governor becomes law. And that's when it was signed. So majority of the bill uh, that just kind of ripped out all of the 120 plus year case law on this uh, dispute resolution prevailing party on that dispute against your insurer. And like you were saying beforehand that uh, not only if it's like in property, but we're talking about auto, like you said, on that discrepancy on the, uh, on the auto, um, uh, like if they want to not total your car in some situations and you're in a dispute against them, it's like, how in the world would you be able to cover that gap? And the insurance companies are just now salivating in that knowing that those indifferences, like you said, maybe not the first one, second one, but they all add up to where they're going to be talking about crazy amounts of savings for the insurance companies, more money, more profits, more greed. Um, and, and it's just, at what point does it stop? You know? Well, I mean, like I said, it, it, it stops when the consumer gives up. <clears throat> it's a little bit like, like I view it more like the Boston tea party type of situation where until consumers at some point rise up and say, 
All right, that, that is enough because they really don't know. The problem with most of these laws is unless you're impacted by them, you don't know it until you are impacted by them. So this statute, these statutes go into effect and you may not even know about it. And then six months from now, um, you'll have a, if the hurricane hits or six months, a little long, within the next 90 days or 100 days, suddenly you have a, uh, there's a hurricane that comes through and causes damage. And you're like, all right, my insurer's sticking it to me. Let me call a lawyer. And maybe in your head, you're saying, yeah, I, I, for some reason, I, I think I get to keep all the benefits that I was owed, that are owed to me. And I go, well, you did for 130 years until you call me today. And I got to tell you now, I'm going to take a third, essentially, of whatever you're entitled to, plus the cost of bringing this case uh, together. Um, and so you're going to come more out of pocket. And again, the whole idea is all these statutes shift the, the liability back to the homeowner to pay more and more out of their own pocket instead of the insurer um, paying for the fact that they've wrongfully denied a claim. Not wrongfully, even in a bad faith, like they're, they're, they were extra mean or anything. Simply getting it wrong. Um, simply if they are incorrect, if they pay you the incorrect amount of money, Again, they don't have to be, be criminals or have a gun to your head, but if they simply do a poor job. Um, they should still, they're still liable to pay me. And now that is all gone. And now you will pay me. And again, but please, please keep in mind, we're staying in this business. We're not getting out of this business. We think consumers are going to need help. Well, you're going to need more help now than you used to, but we're willing to stay in it. And we don't like taking money from you. We really don't. We spend the last 130 years and for me, the last 28 years not taking any money from consumers as far as fees and costs go and having the insurer pay me, but we're willing to stick it out with you. We're willing to do the best we can for you. Now, um, I, I did hear a rumor and at first it was like big news that talking about Morgan and Morgan, like they, they use a word of like pulling out of Florida or whatever like that. Um, I mean, and, and you, you've, you've stated this many times, like, no, I'm going to continue to help folks yeah. here, whether it be property and auto and these types of things. It's just now the story's just slightly different. Uh, but it, I mean, still it's no recovery, no fee. Of course, of course. Uh, it, it, but now the fee comes out of your recovery. Right. Unfortunately, again, it, it's the same help. It's the same quality. It's all the same things that were there before. Unfortunately, now in order to get that, you have to, you're, you're going to have to pay that, um, pay that portion of the, re, of the result to us to, to get it done for you. But uh, and, and how many States are, is Morgan Morgan in 40, 37. So in Georgia, 42? Morgan Morgan exists. Oh yeah. Yeah. Where there's no prevailing party yeah. attorney's fees. I'm, I'm Alabama, Mississippi. I mean, everywhere, New York city, Philadelphia, Boston, uh, Pittsburgh, but really almost everywhere these days. And most, and in most situations for like personal injury matters, car accidents, medical malpractice, those historically have been um, contingent fees where you pay a percentage of recovery. Uh, the issue, the one reason the statute existed in Florida was the idea that an economic loss, that one is, is simply based on economics, uh, where if I have a roof, a roof costs X, that in order that you shouldn't get less than X if the insurer treated you incorrectly. On the medical malpractice or, or accident type claims, they have economic and non-economic law, you know, the kind of the pain and suffering damages you hear about. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. And that's why those are typically paid on a, on a percentage basis. But again, the statute was there to help insureds, um, get their homeowners or their, their, their own policy, um, benefits paid to them without deduction. 
Right. Right. And now it's, uh, like I said, it's totally different here in the state of Florida now. Um, and, uh, we'll say, just say thanks to the insurance lobby for yeah. finally then finding the sunshine, you know, down at the right time, uh, in which again, we've lost the control of our legislature, uh, via our governor and even the judges, um, quick side story. Um, I, 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 I know for, I, I guess I don't know now for the fact, uh, of, but in my head, when those law changes where it took away certain rights from assignment of benefit uh, service providers that uh, denying us access to courts, taking away, uh, you know, certain rights um, that other folks have under uh, other assignments mm-hmm. um, and that it's not fair. Um, and that, um, that, that we do have a, um, what am I trying to think of? Not only the, uh, the access to courts, but uh, the, it being issue, fair. Issue due uh, process that, that some one group treating differently being treated differently than another. Right. Right. I, I forgot that. Term. Anyway, so, so there's other counsel we have in there that I think we are on point on. Literally, we finally got the order back from one judge and they said that, again, they talk about how important um, these this recent law change has been for the governor, for the state of Florida, and that they side with the with the opposing counsel and suggesting that it's not unconstitutional, um, that these certain rights are strict uh, are just stripped away from a service provider specifically, but, but not others. And, and, uh, it's, it's not right. It's not fair. It's unjust. Um, and eventually some court will finally agree with this, but the problem is that they're all elected officials. None of them want to go against the governor, the governor DeSantis that we have here in the state of Florida is very powerful. Um, and nobody's trying against him. I mean, you, you heard what happened in the last legislative, uh, 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 turnover where the, uh, where we had the primaries, if they did, if they were not, if they were running during that time, um, this last, uh, November, if you were not siding with the governor, then he will run somebody against you in the primaries. So you will lose your seat. Mm-hmm. I mean, to the fact of, if you don't, if you don't do what I want you to do, I'll run somebody against you. And I have enough power and steam to do it. And that's exactly how he got his way in here. He's just a big bully. Um, you know, and, and one part of me though, wants him to go become president of the United States. So he gets the heck out of Florida and we can try to fix some of these things over the next couple of years. I'm afraid he's going to lose. He's, he's, he's done uh, as far as running for president and he comes back and he reigns terror. Just, he just, you know, just screws the rest of us for the next two years. And, uh, and, and we've lost all control. So what are we going to do? You know, it's, we have to wait literally for that third year to see who's going to be running for that seat. So, um, I mean, we've heard the mayor of, of, of Miami, I heard he was going to run for governor next, but then I see his, his, uh, name in the hat of, uh, for running for president Ooh. this year. You see that? It's a big back. jump. Uh, uh, mayor of Miami. Big jump. Yeah, running for the, running for the president. <laughs> Joe Rodriguez, our engineer. Um, interesting article um, uh, off of NBC uh, talking about Governor DeSantis and his uh, and his um, campaigning. DeSantis certainly isn't making things easy for himself. On Friday, NBC News reported that DeSantis apparently deceived the public about his June 5th decision to send Florida emergency support personnel to assist with a building collapse in Davenport, Iowa. Ah, Iowa. At the time, DeSantis used the tragedy to frame himself as a governor willing to take decisive action to help struggling states. In reality, DeSantis' team had known for nearly 10 hours that Iowa officials no longer needed Florida's help 
That inconvenient truth didn't stop DeSantis from taking credit for his non-existent emergency response and billing Florida taxpayers $500,000 to send three unneeded specialists to Davenport. There you go. Wow. One other thing about the governor I read uh, yesterday in the paper, actually that was something in the New York Times also, is that apparently there's a, a, a construction, a um, real estate developer whose name will escape me. Um, uh, we got 10 seconds. Oh, well, we're almost out. I'll say before we come back. All right. Sorry. All right. Uh, we'll take a break here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. We'll pick right back up right here after the break. We'll be right back. Live on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, Building Damage Experts, live every Saturday. I don't know why I said it, like Building Damage Experts. There we go. Live every Saturday right here on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for holding out throughout the break, listening to every word we have to say here live on the radio. Yeah, but uh, we're also a live podcast here, so we do record it and we post it on our Facebook page. Go find us over on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell on Facebook. You'll be able to listen back. We archive uh, the audio there. We now will be streaming uh, shortly. We're going to figure out the streaming thing um, uh, here, uh, but we will be packaging them uh, and putting them up as podcasts, and then we shoot over the audio over to iHeart to play on every Saturday. Uh, but uh, uh, all right, so we want to um, uh, piece back together what we were talking about before the break here. Uh, Hans Kennedy with Morgan Morgan, you were just telling us about this, uh, the recent article on, on, on Governor DeSantis. Oh, yeah. Um, we're just kind of recapping all the laws, um, the, the 200 plus laws that were signed uh, this year in the state of Florida. Uh, we just went over uh, uh, several of them that were uh, effective here starting July 1st, 2023. And you were discussing a recent article on our fine governor here with his weird like fetish with the state of Iowa. It is that and, and some other shenanigans that go on. Also, I believe $62 million of uh, unused state COVID money went to build an interchange near a real estate developer's development. Otherwise, you'd have to go three to four miles each way. And so they put one right in the middle so it would benefit the, the developer's uh, um, development of, uh, of single family homes. It was interesting. The discussion was that, that the gentleman had, had loaned, loaned a $92,000 golf simulator to the governor. This is all, this isn't a paper. This isn't like, you know, some dark web thing. I mean, just like straight up, straight up news. I think it's 90, I think it's a 92, maybe, maybe I'm wrong. 62, 92. It's some big money golf simulator, um, which apparently is okay to do because you're only loaning it to the governor. You didn't, it's not a gift. Right. So I can, so, which is interesting because I always think, so like you can like loan people, like the people looked at office, like Lamborghinis or, or your private plane, right? You can, right. I can loan them a plane. Right. I'm not, not going to give them to giving them. them. That's crazy. Right. It's crazy. Yeah. Why would I give them to right. them? But, but yeah, so he has, apparently uh, the governor is an avid golfer, I'm told, pursuant to the reporting really? and, and has a huh. $60,000, $90,000 golf simulator at his home on loan from a, a wealthy real estate developer who benefits, who I think actually now sits on the board of University of Florida also. Wow. There you go. Wow. Uh, that's, that's <laughs> Joe Sneed, our engineer, <laughs> working, working the board back there. <laughs> He's just chipping away at him. Um, and, uh, you know, uh, and like we said, uh, also on the, on the previous segment, um, uh, the, the laws that he just changed, I mean, he's, he's definitely, like I said, I mean, uh, a gangster for sure, uh, to where he made sure. Cause I don't think he's going to win. I think the polls 
are not in his favor to, to take the primary for presidential seat. So, but by him ensuring that by signing a bill one day before he announces his presidency that basically says, Hey, if I run for president, I don't have to resign my position here in the state of Florida. Or if he really thought he was going to become the president, he wouldn't have, he wouldn't have made sure that he signed that bill before he did so, but he knows there's a chance he's not going to make it. I don't think he has enough steam to run against uh, Trump, to be honest with you. Uh, And and Trump's lawyers actually today just um, filed a motion to extend any of his trial on any of these, these charges regarding the confidential documents after the election. That's awesome. Just the the logic of uh, the logic of repeat of that bill is, is nuts. Like imagine if you could just walk into your boss and say, I'm going to go interview for this other big time job, but don't worry. You have to hire me back. If I like, don't get it. Like that's no reasonable person. You're like, I'm going to go do some part-time work while I do it. Campaigning is a full-time job. So I'm going to go campaign full-time while you pay me though, boss, you're still, going to continue to pay me. I'm going to use your credit card, the state of Florida's credit (laughs) card on everything, the, the, the fuel for the jet, the security. And by the way, not only me, but all of my cabinet and all of the previous trips and expenses from myself and the cabinet. Yeah. So that's literally what he did behind the scenes. Very quietly. You heard about many uh, these big insurance tort reform bills. You heard about the, and it still says, don't say gay bill. I don't think it says that anywhere in the bill, but it's the parental rights and education bill, house bill 1069. It expands the, what they call the so-called don't say gay law into uh, to ban classroom instruction on sexual orientation and gender identity in all grades. So I, I didn't know that they had Barney showing what a penis and a vagina is and what it does with each other there in grade school. Again, I'm just trying to figure this out, but apparently we felt like we needed to have a law in the state of Florida to further uh, uh, put boundaries on what the educational system will allow here. This is, uh, I, I don't know, is, it, is there just too many people moving from New York to Florida? Is that why... <laughs> There are school systems that are turning to crap. I don't know what's happening. Um, anyways, apparently we need a laws on, on that. Um, the other uh, uh, one that we went over is a permitless carry. Um, uh, House Bill 543, it's Floridians who can legally own a gun will no longer need training or a permit to be able to carry concealed firearms. So no training, nothing. They could just pop it right there and there, uh, uh, right underneath their belt. That would hurt. Um, but, uh, but, you know, it is different than Louisiana, by the way. I can give it that. Louisiana, you can brandish your weapon anywhere. Like, I remember the first thing, I forgot my uh, charging cord. The first time I got in Louisiana, I went to the uh, the T-Mobile store. I go stand in a line. And there's this guy with, like, I felt like I was in the AK Corral or whatever like that. The dude had it outside, like a, like a you know, just like his weapon, just right on the outside, like like a, like a cop or like a like a cowboy, whatever. It's just like he had it right there on his hip. And I just, I, I went, I just Googled the laws right there. What are the gun laws? And it's it's open open carry there. So I'm glad we didn't do that here in the state of Florida. No, I, I agree. I mean, I, I was thinking about it from a lawyer perspective. So if there's now a law that allows people to have no training, I mean, literally by, by statute, you're not obligated to learn anything about the weapon. So, so does that mean there's no waiting period now when I go buy a gun? I believe the federal law still requires three days. 
But if I have my concealed weapons, do, do I bypass that? Can I still get it today? Your concealed weapons permit allows you to bypass the three days. It does. You buy right away. But you don't have a concealed, but this obviously is non, non-CCW, non, um, uh, non-concealed carry folks. So, you, so I'm thinking about it. So if I, if I'm this person, have no training, and I'm not obligated to do so. Is my is my standard of, of negligence higher or lower? So if I'm bumbling or fumbling with the gun that by statute I don't have to have any training or any knowledge about, and I hurt somebody else, can I go? Well, the statute says I don't have to know anything about this gun right. <laughs> before well, it also I fire. Says it has to be concealed. So hopefully, what are you doing? Playing in your pocket or something? Yeah, whatever. Well, no, I mean, like, just, just, I mean, like you said, like people shoot themselves in the foot or thigh all the time. Yeah, true. We're not being too good with all that. But I'm just, I'm just, you know, from a lawyer perspective, you know, someone's going to get hurt. Someone's going to shoot a bullet and bounce off the ground and hit somebody. And I go, uh, are they going to defend themselves and go, well, I'm not obligated to know anything about my firearm. No, you can just add the gun uh, to the jury verdict list. Right. It's, yeah, but, but, the most more, but for the more gun. responsible. Yeah, but for the gun, I would have, uh, you would have been shot. It's <laughs> a lesson for that. Right. Oh, good call. Kind of um, no. I didn't know. I thought it was interesting when you said AK Corral, which is funny because it's OK Corral, but it's an AK-47. That, that was the interesting mashup of, uh, of, of those two things. I think that was AK the only Corral, soundbite he had on the, uh, on the gun situation. I think right? AK Corral is kind of a funny thing. It's, it's, it's a new show <laughs> here at the AK Corral and it's all guys with AK-47s. Um, now, I have a question for you. If I'm driving around in my car right now, I feel good about it. Like I have it like kind of right there, you know, where I can grab it easily. It might be visible or whatever, but I figured since I have my CCW, I can, I can have it like right there kind of accessible, right? I don't have to do the three-step rule or whatever, right? Does this change The, the three-step rule used to be in effect, but both essentially not before concealed carry, but kind of in tandem that you had to have, had to make three distinct moves before you could access a weapon like a zipped, you know, something inside a zipper that's something in a box and, and, and all those types of things in order to transport it. So the CCW though still requires to be concealed. I mean, no cop wants Is to it come concealed up. inside of your vehicle. Cause I have it. It's open. Like if a cop walked up to my door, they'll see me in the gun. Uh, and I'm, I'm not an expert in that. So I'm not going to, not going to offer that much of an opinion, but I don't think a cop wants to walk up and, and see, a, see the butt of a pistol where you have access, immediate access to it. CCW or not. I, th- I think that that becomes a robust, um, spirited conversation about the, what you got going on. there. Yeah. So takeaway from that is you still have to conceal it. You got to keep it in your purse. You got to keep it there and possibly still the three step rule while you're in your vehicle. If, if you don't have a concealed carry. Right. Yeah. Even though you can. Okay. All right. Well, I know that law may change all that. All right. We'll talk about that. We'll be right back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. All right. All right. We're back. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Building damage experts right here every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Thanks for joining us. If you're listening to us locally live on iHeartRadio, 94.1 FM or 540 AM here locally live in Orlando. Um, But uh, we do podcast and record this every Tuesday before the Saturday. So jump on over to our Facebook page. Like us over there. Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. You'll be able to see every time we come out with, uh, uh, with the week's product. We do like
like to try to purpose that and put it on that uh, on the Facebook page even before it gets uh, 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 distributed on Saturday through the iHeart channel. So, but again, thank you guys for joining us throughout the break. Uh, we're just talking here with attorney Hans Kennan here with Morgan and Morgan discussing a lot of the uh, recent law changes here in the state of Florida, effective July first, twenty twenty three. Uh, one of one of the biggest ones, and we were just talking the last segment. We ended the segment here on the uh, the concealed carry um, without you can conceal you can legally carry a firearm without a uh, permit is what it's saying is that the new law change that was just signed uh, into law this May, I believe, and is effective July 1st. And so it brought up a lot of questions. And even me, I was just talking with uh, with Hans here about it, um, about the differences of it. You know, is there still a three day holding period when you go and buy a gun? If you bought a gun before um, a handgun specifically, there's a three day cool off period um, in which that uh, the law says that if you do not have a concealed weapons permit, then you cannot purchase a, a handgun um, immediately. You would you would you would have to wait the three days, even after the background check and all that. Um, I've had my concealed weapons uh, carry permit uh, for years and years, so I can go to a gun store, I can purchase the gun, and I can get it immediately after the background check comes back from the store. Usually within the hour, um, I have my handgun and I'm walking home with it. Um, and so, in many cases, if you go and you don't have it, um, this does not eliminate that. Um, just just to be no. clear. No, the three days still exists. The three day cooling off period um, is, is still in place by, by the Florida Senate and on a national basis, essentially. And so now you can, once you wait the three days, you can then carry the gun uh, without a permit and without training. But you do have to wait the three days either way on handgun, long gun, do not have the same restrictions. That's right. That's right. Um, so specifically handguns need to be uh, concealed, right? So we're not like the state of Louisiana where you can just walk around with it openly carrying. Is that correct? Correct. Yeah. You still have to have a concealed and a, an exposed carry or open carry would still be a crime. So exposed would mean like, say, if you try to conceal it in your side belt and it still bulges out and you could tell that it's a gun. I mean, would that be, I mean, that's still a problem. I mean, historically, um, even with a concealed carry permit, um, it cannot be either visible or, or obvious. Like, so you can't, like, you can't walk up and keep it under your jacket. Your jacket opens up and someone sees the weapon. That becomes open carry. I mean, it needs to be, I'll call, I'll say sequestered for lack of a better term. Um, but if you, if you have something on, on your side and you wear a big enough shirt and that type of thing, it becomes a bit of, a bit of semantics and a bit of mm. the attitude of the person carrying it in all honesty. I guess, yeah. You know, to some extent, you know, because things do, I mean, you know, shirts do pull up and people, it can be, be seen. But once it's seen, it is still a crime. Again, it depends on, on the attitude of the person who's, who's carrying the gun or holding the gun, the audience that's around, whether there's an officer around, obviously all those things, but um, certainly any sort of more brazen carry or, or cavalier carry is still considered open carry and still the crime. Yeah. So, um, uh, house bill 543, um, uh, passed the legislature in March. DeSantis quickly signed and making Florida the 26th state that does not require a concealed weapons license. Um, and it even says the new law is creating some excitement and alarm. Um, but it does not, um, uh, it, okay. So 
and, and asked this, I don't remember throughout the, whether it was the last break or just last segment, just about carrying it in your vehicle. Um, and, uh, and, and, and can you still have a present, that type of thing? We talked about the three step rule. Um, and, and I think, and I don't know if that's going to apply anymore under the concealed portion um, or not, but uh, it used to be from what I understand, you're carrying your vehicle. You don't have a concealed weapons permit license and the training behind it. Then you have to have this three step in place. Maybe have the firearm in a, in a locked glove box. So one step would be unlocking the glove box and the next step would be opening it. Have it inside a zippered, a zippered carrier. Doesn't be locked necessarily. So you have like like a zippered bag, that maybe right. it's, that's one you put that inside the glove box and, and the three step I was always a little it's more like two steps more like two concealed steps that's one way to look at it right um, but typically <laughs> I really, think the third step is like third, picking it up picking it like, up yeah, yeah. I mean, so yeah so you want to be like a zipper even a zipper or zipper in a glove box and then the third step is the, is the actual um, taking it out of the first two steps. Then you have it available to you. So it's not really, it's not three locked steps. It's right. two steps. And then the third is actually acquiring the weapon. Right. So this, uh, d- does this change things, you know, with that, you know, with the concealed permit, it's, I can have it on my hip ready to go. There's no behind the glove box or anything like that. So does this change things? I, uh, I think it does for the, from that purpose, the idea that, and again, some of that is semantics. Obviously, the fact that I have a card in my wallet that says I, I have a concealed weapons permit, um, it really doesn't matter for the purpose of, of a three-step rule just because I don't. I mean, I'm not exactly sure right. what the well, purpose well, is. I guess like and you get pulled over by an officer and they, you know, you get any guns, any, you know, any, anything in your car you need to know about, usually just kind of brandishing or just flashing your, your concealed weapons permit. Yes, I do. It's legal. It's registered to me. It's, uh, it's, it's not a problem. I mean, and typically that's the case. Uh, again, most interactions with police officers are usually based on, on everybody's attitude toward the situation. And it just works out that way. I mean, obviously, the, the officer has great discretion once you identify that you have a concealed weapons permit. You can identify that, that it's your weapon. You can tell them where it is. You can, you know, do all those things. I think that our interaction typically goes well. It's, you know, like anything, I always tell my kids, I'm like, roll the window down, you know, turn the stereo down, put your hands on the wheel. And they don't carry any weapons with them. But, you know, a lot of that, it's, it's you know, it's always the... The dark tint, one inch, music's still on. Yeah, those things tend to go bad sometimes. Right. <laughs> I've seen, seen many of videos online that go bad for sure. Um, but, uh, but you know, it says that uh, the bill spells out a lengthy list of places where open and concealed weapons are restricted, such as any police, sheriff, or highway patrol station, detention facility, prison, jail, courthouse, courtroom, uh, polling place, meeting of governing body of county, public, district schools, municipality, special district, uh, college, school, profession, athletic event, not related to firearms. <laughs> of course, <laughs> you imagine the gun show. It's like uh, um, uh, elementary school, secondary school or facility. I mean, you know, it's funny because it's like most bad people aren't following the law anyways. Right. It's, it's a pretty extensive list of where, where you can. And it's primarily all all public, state, county type any, places. Any establishment devoted to dispensing alcoholic beverages for consumption on the premises. Yeah, no yeah, that's guns available yeah. in any bar. Screw that. That's the first place I'm bringing my gun. Are you kidding me? <laughs> 
some drunk idiot starts trying to break a bottle over my head, they'll just. So they actually yeah. have it like set up to where like, so if you go to a restaurant that is like half, a half, uh, a like half a restaurant, half bar, half restaurant, yeah. half bar. Yeah. You, Chili's, you can bring your gun. Right. Or say. Bed, Let's Bath and Beyond, you can be packing. If you go to the bar part of the restaurant, no bueno. But the restaurant part, yes, bueno. Mm. So but if you go to Chili's, it's at the bar. No. Mm. I, mean, I mean, I mean, that's how that's how narrow these lines. What if get. you started with chips and salsa? Who <laughs> doesn't? If I go in and I'm going to sit at the bar waiting for a table, you know, mm. I'll just go have a drink. We'll go have a drink while I wait for our table. I mean, again, and then, you know, th- it really only becomes an issue if it becomes an issue. Like if you're just a regular person who's like a concealed carry and you're walking around like normal, you're not really going to get well, into something. You like know, that. again, you know, I, you know, most of the, the, the world's interactions are based on. <laughs> The situation. <laughs> the situation and everyone's attitude about the situation. Yeah. So, well, yeah. I mean, it obviously raises a lot of questions. And I think that has for a, a lot of people, you know, thinking almost like, almost like, is it open carry? And, right. the, and, and the answer is no, it's not open carry at all. It's no. still concealed. Can you put, can, can, a, can a woman put a gun in their purse without training, without a license? Well, I think it's ill-advised, but sure. The, the answer is yes now. So that would be answer to your question. What has changed? Can I put a gun in my bag without training, without the concealed weapons permit? Um, and the answer starting July 1st is yes. yes. Do, we, do we recommend you get the training? Absolutely. Get the license. It's it's going to be much better Maybe for you. A pair of steel-toed shoes. <laughs> Especially with no training. <laughs> if anything, do that. All right, we'll take a break here. We'll come right back here with Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building image experts. We'll be right back after the break. Back live here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building damage experts every Saturday right here at 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on iHeartRadio. If you're listening to us locally live here on air, 941 FM or 540 AM. Thanks again for hanging out throughout the break. Uh, Great topics here on the show today. Uh, Here with my sidekick, my one, my truly, uh, how we want to say, what what is some build up here? My my amigo, my uh, sidekick over here. There we go. There we go. That's what I needed. That's much partner in crime. That's Hans Cannon. There we go. Well, Morgan, Morgan here. Uh, help us navigate through these. Uh, what the hell just happened this legislative session with the law changes? Understanding how that affects us here as the consumers in the state of Florida and contractors as we provide services to those stated said consumers uh, here in the state of Florida. Whether you're under one insurance policy, property, auto, even life insurance uh, in case of accident, many law changes have just went through our Florida legislative chain or Florida legislature hasn't went through in over 130 years in some cases. Um, And here we are kind of going through it. Um, uh, One of the uh, main topics that we just talked about last setting our last uh, segment was that uh, um, permitless carry bill house bill 543. Uh, We talked about that in which uh, it is now allows for no training at all to be able to conceal a weapon. It's not open carry people. It's, I can conceal a weapon um, without training and without the license. Well, having no knowledge whatsoever of the weapon, I'm now allowed to carry it wherever I go. That's right. Although, except for the statutorily mandated exclusions, which would include the bar at Chili's. That's right. Well, uh, the good news is, though, now I can legally wear a long sleeve shirt because I'm always carrying at least two guns. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yeah, biceps, you get it? Wow. Wow. So the uh, parental bill is also. Joe Schwarzenegger, uh, our engineer today. 
parental rights and education. Um, all right. So uh, the, going down the list, pronouns uh, there, there, Joe, um, was another bill that passed uh, House Bill 1069 prohibits the school staffers from asking students about their preferred pronouns or discussing their own if it does not correspond to such person's sex. Um, so that's stated. Uh, there's a bathroom bill that passed that said you are not allowed to use the bathroom of the opposite sex. Well, now it's a crime. It is now a crime. You, they may have to lawyer up. If you've used the wrong bathroom and you've been arrested, call Hans Kennedy with Morgan and Morgan. Help you get, out, get you out of the poo-poo. So many jokes there. Um, a budget bill, children and families, child support, children and young adults in and out of home care, DFS contracts. <laughs> what is lactation spaces? Senate Bill 144. We need to look further into that lactation. Wait a minute. Is this I think it ties stations it, for chicks to? Yes. For, it, okay. it ties back to, I think, the, bath, the bathroom bill. <laughs> yeah, because if you walk into a guy's bathroom, you're going up to a urinal, and then you see a chick sitting on the urinal, then uh, breastfeeding her baby, it's like, that could, that could be <laughs> that that is now a that crime. Be yeah, traumatic for uh, for us males. That here. is now a crime. There's a lot going on in that. In that. That's like a law school question. From your exam question. Walk into a bedroom. Wow, that's amazing. Right. Um, anyways, all right. So, um, uh, and others uh, uh, that pass outside of the lactation space available for uh, female. Anyways, uh, task force on monitoring children in and out of home care, trauma scre- uh, screening for children to remove from caregivers, trust funds, opioid settlement trust fund. Let's see, education charter school funding, foreign gift and contract reporting. Does that have to do with the Biden situation, the foreign gift and contract reporting? It, it probably, I don't know if offhand, but based on the title and based well, on I mean, the governor's. It like a, yeah, it says HB. Uh, so clearly that means Hunter Biden. Uh, Hunter Biden 679. That's funny. That's good stuff right there. Uh, and affordable housing. Many other bills passed uh, that were effective this July 1st. There are many articles uh, that are out on all the laws that have changed. So make sure you up on all of those laws. I thought I saw something about um, this. Uh, what is that? That that fake stuff that people are smoking. Is it that Kratom stuff? Wasn't there a law that they're out? They're finally outlawing that stuff. I, I had a friend, a friend of mine's daughter die. Like he's convinced that, that she died from it. it was terrible and, and, and it, was, it was still like it was still it was like a year and a half ago i guess maybe two years and it was still you know you know legal yeah i i hate that stuff i i, I hope it does become illegal did that what uh, is it? i don't even know what it actually so it's is. uh it, it's, it's fake it, it's an opioid analog so it like it's supposed to simulate opioids so uh, in a in like stream like potpourri looking kind of stuff or whatever lack of better terms. i don't know i don't know much, about it much but, know. but it, they it doesn't look like marijuana but it, it it's tries to tries to imitate that 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 look but it's synthetic opal uh, opioid is that what you said yeah it's um, Wow. Yeah, yeah, it's a synthetic painkiller, and so it's it's not vetted. Uh, yeah, that's 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 a problem, and, and it hasn't been regulated really. I don't think anywhere. So, wow. Um, huh. So, according to our research, this law specialist, effect, uh, July first, twenty twenty three, is now second degree misdemeanor to violate this law, which can resign a fine up to five hundred dollars. Oh, okay. So they're like uh, regulating it like alcohol. You got to be over yeah, 21 to have the sale a- of Kratom of people uh, over the age. Over. That probably means under the age of 21. Um, and it restricts it. Oh, restricts it. Well, oh, I see. I, 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 I see. I think it might just be outlawed. 
Interesting. I mean, that's what it's, that's what I bought our, I mean, it's early research, but I would suggest that you wouldn't be allowed to sell it to people under 21 anyway. So maybe this simply extends that, the reach of that law to include anybody. Yeah. It, it seems well, like a thing I just kind of want to avoid, really. I mean, it, it, yeah, yeah. It's uh, stay away from the Kratom kiddos. Yeah. Good yeah. to know. Right. More you know. Uh, right. But, um, you know, so strengthening the logs there and, and uh, going back to the top one, uh, which was the immigration bill. Um, and again, it's another, um, how do you want to say, uh, something for the governor to pound his chest and say, I instituted the most stringent, strongest immigration uh, laws anywhere throughout the country. And I did it in the state of Florida and I'll do it for you on a national platform. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he's trying to do here. Um, and again, well, what the hell is he doing in Iowa? So, I mean, really think about it. If you wanted to try to take something like, like that state law regarding immigration and make it into a federal platform, I mean, that is arguably what they try to do now. I mean, it's not a lot of difference. I mean, they, they send people out. But to me, the idea that <clears throat> taking people who want to work and, and, um, and making it where they can't certainly seems to be the opposite of, of the effect we're, we're looking for. You're going to drive people underground. Um, they're not going back. I mean, take away their job. They're not going, they're not going, going back to south of the border somewhere. They're still going to yeah. stay. They're just put them in the shadows. Well, and, and what is he going to do? What's the governor going to do? What's the state of Florida going to do when we have a major hurricane that affects, you know, majority of the state of Florida, like we did with Hurricane Irma in 2017, mm-hmm. sure. a bit, a major portion of the state of Florida was affected. There are not enough contractors to here to work all of those claims, um, all of those losses. So you're telling me that, when they get crews from Alabama, they get crews from neighboring states that come in to quickly jump on a roof to start nailing these in so people can then live without getting their their, their homes more uh, uh, damaged, then are, are, are they going to be prosecuting for this uh, human trafficking? Well, that, that's what the statute allows. If you bring five people across the state line who happen to be um, undocumented folks, even if they're they're good roofers or good concrete guys. Um, the person in charge of that group, the, typically the contractor who might bring in that crew, um, is now it's kind of like a man act, M-A-N-N, act violation of federal law that was regarding essentially sex trafficking of, of humans. This is something guys want to come to a place to work mm. and you can go to jail for human trafficking and, and by doing so. Wow, can you imagine that? It's like, hey, so you have a you have a count on your history for human traffic. I thought you were a roofer. Right, exactly. <laughs> what the heck are you doing, man? <laughs> um, I uh, but it's making it much more difficult for business owners in the state of Florida, where Republicans used to be in the state of Florida, and that's what I've been behind. I'm a gun toting Republican, and and have been so, um, and and it's been uh, I'm, I'm, my head's boggled right now. Over the years, it was Republicans are for deregulation, yeah. less government, less government interference and more yeah pro business um you know back to uh we're called the right to work state where you know our uh business uh like through dbpr if we're applying for new businesses and things like would be pushed through very very quickly because our government was told let's let's process these quickly we're all about small business we're all about the businesses here in the state of florida and less regulation less of a stronghold on you guys in this in the state of florida as business owners and now we're starting to see the reverse happening. It's just big business. It's insurance. It's the greed. It's the money. Um, and it's unfortunate that our governor has been sold out to the insurance lobby and 
others here uh, and other groups. Uh, thought he'd be stronger than that. But um, anyways, so um, we're going to take a break here. We'll be right back on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell. Don't touch that dial. We'll be right back. here on Contractor Talk with Richie Kidwell, building image experts every Saturday right here, 12 p.m. to 2 p.m. on iHeartRadio. Thanks again for joining us and hanging out throughout the break. It's our last segment here, so I want to thank you guys for joining us through this two-hour uh, block here. And I, I'm, uh, I'm going to put you on the spot here, Joe, our uh, producer. We're going to be putting up uh, a full podcast of the show on our Facebook page. So not only do we have a face for radio, but if you want to not only check out Hold if, on. This guy right here. Uh, you can go to the podcast and you can check us out there. And Hans Kennan with Morgan and Morgan will also be the other fine face here um, on the podcast. So you can check us on live um, on that. Um, well, streaming rather um, and archived. So you can go back and see uh, as we produce the show um, for iHeartRadio that plays every Saturday. So we film it and produce it and, 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 and stream the audio or cut the audio out for uh, iHeart. Uh, before Saturday, usually the Tuesday before if we're doing it. So if you do find us on Facebook and you have a specific topic, or if you want to leave a comment, something for us to chat about on the next uh, uh, show, we'll be happy to do so and integrate that in there. So yeah. What say you, Joe? Well, what I say about that is that's right. That's right. right. They're going to get to see you. And I'm talking to you. You're going to get to see how the sausage is made. All right. The all magic right. behind the screen. Pay <laughs> all the attention to the dude behind the curtain. It's right. going to be great. We shall see. We'll, uh, we'll. We'll put the lotion in the basket. It puts the lotion in the basket <laughs> and you can now see us do it. I'm very excited. I'm excited too. So we're going to have to pan the camera over to you then too, because uh, right uh, now I don't know just, about that. We can't do that mm, to these, uh, we, to our GoPros. friends. We're going to throw that in here. So that's it's our witness protection. Yeah. I'm in witness protection. No, the camera will reach over here. I just don't want him to see me. You know, well, you'd have to. Ring, 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 Mr. DeVille. Yeah, so time for my close up. up. Anyways, but uh, yeah, I do encourage you to go check us out there on the Facebook page. The, the, most, um, I would say the animated that you're going to see us, but most communicative, I think we're going to shoot, uh, shoot through that platform. Um, speaking of platform, what is going on with this, uh, Elon Musk and, uh, Mark Zuckerberg? Uh, yeah. I mean, what is this? Uh, and, and then this new threads platform. What is, what is that? This is, is the most amazing thing to that, like is watch. That, is that what he's trying to compete? Wants uh, to go against f- Twitter? Wants, wants yes. To go fight, but he wants to, they're going to wants to go fight All Elon right. Musk. Yeah, yeah. So we have yeah. two is things. Is that real? Yes. I don't know if that's yes. real. I mean, the, a bunch the, of photos of Zuckerberg. Now, I thought he had a body like the Pillsbury Doughboy, but he saw the they shot photos of him all ripped up. I don't know whether it's. Like, I don't know. If you have a, if I had a billion dollars, I'd be all ripped up too. I just hire yeah, a guy to like say. a piece of paper. He's just like thin, you know? He's yeah. just like, you know. But his photos, he looks, he looks quite burly. Uh, well, know. it's the same thing that happened to the dude that owns uh, Amazon. Like, it, there's Bezos, a, a, a Bezos in ninety in the in late nineties. There's well, that's because he had like eight wives or whatever like that. He had to like top it every single time. No, nah, he only had that one wife, the really? Bezos guy. He just divorced well, her. Like stupid rich or whatever. Yeah, like because that? they yeah, built yeah. it together. She no prenup. Like she all of her money to like, like half of like, half of Amazon. Yeah, that's crazy. That's amazing. Man, stuff. women really take half. Huh? I mean, they just. There's a California. It is cheaper to keep her. Is that the same as state of Florida? You know, essentially is. I mean, Florida is a no fault divorce state. <laughs> no fault. Uh, which, because then, when they change the laws kind of across the country because otherwise people would fight to not give you a divorce and try to leverage you into paying more money or getting less, whatever it may have been. 
They wouldn't grant you. Always see those old movies. I won't give you a divorce, like that kind of thing. That was all based on fault. You had to prove fault. So they thought by going to a no fault system, to some extent, it's been helpful. But but it's more on paper because people still fight about people's conduct as a way to leverage mm. um, more money. So essentially, Florida is, in my view, kind of a community property type thing. Basically, add it all up and what's you know who gets what, and it's usually pretty close to fifty fifty. So, but even though but Cali, California, future stuff, I you know, take half of your future stuff. All depends. I mean, uh, if you have a, if you have a pension plan, a pension plan is an asset. If you have a 401k, that's an asset. If you have any sort of stream of income, that's an asset. You try to resolve those things to the extent they can at the time. But no, all, uh, anything like that is still on the table. Yeah, well, you basically just this. live the, less, the, the the rest of your life in fear. That's, that's, <laughs> that's what I do. Like, I can't do anything good until all of this is over. Yeah, like, don't, yeah, like, don't win the lottery. Yeah, don't, don't. Don't play, because then if you win, it's going to make just make you sad. Yeah, don't tell anyone if you do win. I don't mm. know. <laughs> that's interesting. Um, let's see, what else? Um, on, on this um, on the show, just uh, just just again, just just recapping these major um, portions of the law that just went in effect on July 1st. Um, any recaps uh, from you there, Hans? I know you've had a couple of articles uh, that you were just kind of checking in oh, on yeah. the status of the, the governor uh, running for president. Well, I mean, there's uh, a lot of stories regarding that um, and regarding kind of an ineptitude uh, and, and almost almost trying to not get elected. Like the read articles are like, we can't believe he actually did this, but this is what he did next. Um, <laughs> there's, there's a lot of that um, you see through, through really throughout the media, whether it be New York Times, whether it be in all, all of them. they the, just don't like DeSantis? I mean, he, he just really, they really don't. I mean, they really <laughs> say that, that they just, he's just not a good campaigner. Uh, and, and they're surprised because of his bulldog, you know, steamroller attitude he's had here in Florida. The idea that he can't command any respect outside of Florida. And even in Florida, only from now, but seems to me to be a smaller and smaller group. Um, but a lot of that, um, Trump still dominates on those polls. Um, again, and I, I think I think for folks in Florida, as they become more aware of these statutory changes and aware of the impact on them, especially within our field, again, kind of a catastrophe management scene where I help people in times of trouble, and you help people in times of trouble, and the idea that that the people are supposed to help them, their insurers and their government seem to be doing a less and less uh, of a job to do so again, which, which puts obligations more on again, people like myself, people like you, Richie to help people while well, people got to pay more out of pocket than they used to, which used mm -hmm. to be almost nothing. Right. Right. It's making it more expensive to live here in the state of Florida. And I don't know if they're trying to do that on purpose to like deter people from living here and, and, and making a home here. Um, but man, I'll tell you, it's just a lot of exposure. Um, and it does make it more expensive. You know, for me, I know now I have to save more money, um, in case of an incident that does happen or in case of, you know, there's this big dispute against my insurance carrier from, uh, uh, you know, I, I, I was so scared the storm seasons come in. I paid Joe the roofer who we had on the show before come over to my house and go tighten up my roof yeah. around there take pictures and I, I just did it last month literally a month ago i had guys come over i had a little leak it looked like coming around a piece of flashing on the chimney had a roofer come over um 
hit them. They went up and I said, whatever you see, whatever you find, mm-hmm. tweak it, fix it, bend it, whatever you got to do. And they came down and said, well, we saw this and that, but they took care of all of it, haven't had a problem since. But we talk about all the time. That's the type of maintenance plan. I literally guys at my house today, we do it like every year about this time. But I literally, they go around and I have them because I'm, you know, stucco and, I have mm-hmm. people that have check everything. We check, we recalk all the, all the window, any window that needs yep. recalking, you mm-hmm. know, an uncalked window can cause dramatic damage inside your house. So literally oh, yeah. we go around with a ladder and we recalk around on any windows. I, I make a walk around mm-hmm. and give them a list of things that I see on the outside. Great time to do it now before storm season starts yeah. officially. It has started. So but it's not too so late. I now. know. I'm, so if anything happens to my house, I'm going to be like, Here's Zach. Here's Bill. Here's the yep. three guys. Who here's came all their in. invoices. Here's what they fixed. Here's everything. Yeah. So that way you're not, then you're in a better position against your insurance carrier just in case that time of need does come. Because they're going to say, oh, I think that's pre existing. No, 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 sir. Mm-hmm. July, first week in July, the guys were here, caulked everything, sealed everything, roof, roof was checked. I am, I am rock solid on all that. That's right. Yeah. I think I spent under $300 to have a roofer go up and tighten everything up in my home. Uh, give me a, a full photos of everything, a clean bill of health after the repairs are done, post photos after some minor repairs done on there. And it, it goes a long way. Next year, I shouldn't have that much of a bill. I think the last time I just had it cleaned, you know, for under a hundred bucks or whatever like that. And uh, so, but it's just important to do maintenance on your major items. So uh, you have something that's, uh, it's very expensive. I have a tile roof, very expensive to replace, especially nowadays. We just talked about the, uh, the immigration bill and how that's going to affect roofing companies and how they're going to have to charge even more replacement cost values have going to are going to go up price of supplies fuel to get there uh, compensation for the workers all that is going to increase and as we've already seen uh, the increase is already uh, starting to uh, start to show Um, just as well as the increases in insurance which is not going down anytime soon Um, and uh, anyway so uh, we want to thank you guys for joining us here on the show don't forget to go check us out contractor talk with richie kidwell on facebook we do stream this show on Spotify, on YouTube. Find us on all the different variances of um, our uh, our social media. Definitely you'll find more about us on um, on Facebook. Thanks again for joining us. Hans Kennedy with Morgan & Morgan. Uh, we'll be back with you guys next week and every Saturday on iHeartRadio. Talk to you guys later. See you.